Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who roots for a team that has a 3-10 and record against my New England Patriots, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? I, I'm i not happy about that intro. I'm not. <laughs> well, after today, it'll be 4-10, and 10, so... We'll find out. <laughs> we will find out later. Uh, Trevor is obviously referencing the Ravens-Patriots game that is tonight. As we know, I'm a uh, big Ravens fan here, and Trevor's a Patriots fan um, in the game at 8-20 tonight. Uh, and it, it'll be a good game, I think. It's in Baltimore, so we'll have a good game. Max, do you have a—maybe uh, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later, your official prediction, but I would like to welcome our amazing expert producer, just wonderful human being, Max Marco. How you doing, Max? Pretty good. Pretty good. You got work later, you said? I do, yeah. So it's a long day for you today, but you, of course you're, as always, primed up and ready to go for the podcast, as always, so we Feeling thank you for it. that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we also have live studio audience Ben O'Brien. Ben, you have taken a, uh, a little bit of a break here. Um, but you are back. I am back and better than ever. That is all I will say. <laughs> we might even bring Ben in for a question or two today. Because uh, we, we have a very interesting episode planned as always. Actually, a lot happened this week in sports. I feel like I say that sometimes and a lot doesn't actually happen. But this week there was a lot that happened. So, Trevor, why don't you give us a rundown of the episode? Yes, absolutely. So today we're going to talk about the World Series, which do- which just concluded. Um, the NCAA name and likeness. We're going to give an update on that because there were recent uh, stories that came out. Uh, Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns had a little, uh, I don't really know if I would call it a fight, maybe more of a skirmish. Uh, Steph Curry recently got injured, so we'll talk about that and uh, the Warriors' plans moving forward with the season. And also uh, an issue that Brandon, uh, myself, and Ben were all talking about with like players becoming managers and coaches, you know, uh, professional athletes and many different sports who just got out of their playing career and now are already becoming head coaches in their sport. Then we were getting to Small Talk Trivia, randomly ranked in our main topics for today, which we will cover um, uh, the college basketball season that is upcoming, give a preview on that, and end it off with the Pats and Ravens game that is tonight. Uh, so, as always, an amazing episode planned for today. At least I think so. You think so, Trevor? Could be a good episode? Of course. All right, so we'll, we'll get right into it. Uh, the World Series finished up. The uh, Nationals Beat the Astros. Now, we do not talk about baseball a ton on this podcast. We are both not huge baseball fans, but it was the World Series, so we felt like we should say something about it. Um, so it, it's interesting. The away team won in every single game this series. And at a point in time, uh, as we were talking earlier, at a point in time, the Nationals were not doing well. Uh, I think Ben said they were like 17 and 30 or something like that at some point in time in May, um, or maybe a little bit after, probably not May, because that's probably too many games for May. But um, the away team won every single game, and the Astros were definitely favored here. Um, Darren Ravel tweets a lot about Mattress Mac. I don't know if you know about Mattress Mac. Trevor, do you know about, about Mattress Mac? I do not. So Mattress Mac, is uh, he, he owns a mattress business in Houston, and he bet over $10 million on like in multiple places on the World Series and the Astros. So he he did it last time when the Astros won. And basically, he has this deal where like you get like you can return your mattress for free or something like that or get free mattresses. I don't completely understand if the Astros win the World Series, and that's like his thing. And he's very, very popular in Houston. So I, I was following him, and I think he would have won over like $18 million if the Astros won. So sadly, he lost $10 million instead of winning more than $18 million. Wow. Um, but so, Trevor, what, what were your thoughts on this World Series? Let's, let's do a quick overview of it. Um, I thought it was interesting the Nationals won, given that they were an underdog um, throughout uh, many of the series that they played. At one point, I remember seeing uh, that they had like 500-1 to 1 odds to win the World Series. This was at some point in like June when they weren't playing as well. Yep. But then they kind of rallied and got it together, and... I mean, I think it's good to see a team like an underdog win like this. I, you know, I usually like when the underdogs win. I think it's a good thing. So, what are your thoughts? 
Um, I, I was actually rooting for the Astros. I like Mattress Mac. It's the only reason I was rooting for the Astros. But overall, I'm, I'm just not into baseball as much as I used to be when I was younger. Um, I, I Truthfully, none of these teams I'm too passionate about, so it wasn't really a horrible result. I, I like that it went to seven games, I guess. Um, the end of the last game was interesting to watch. Ma- Max, do you have any thoughts on the uh, the World Series? Are, are you a big baseball fan as a whole? You know, I normally I am. I'm a big Blue Jays fan, so this year was kind of like just watching Blue Jays games because they were terrible this year. But right. um, I like once the playoffs started, I kind of started <laughs> to not pay attention as much. But um, I think I was in the same kind of bandwagon as everybody else, where it was just kind of fun. To, it was funny to just make fun of Bryce Harper for leaving the Nationals to sign with the Phillies and then the Nationals go on. Did the Phillies make the playoffs? No. Phillies didn't make the playoffs. They did not, no. But, uh, yeah, it was super interesting. Um, Trevor, you had mentioned uh, the fact that the away team won every single game of the World Series, and I saw something that that was, like, the first time that that has ever happened in, like, any of the four major sports during the postseason, which is crazy. It is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, ben, final thoughts on the World Series. We're bringing in the live studio audience here for participation. Um, You're the lucky member out of everyone that's here. I would like to point that out. I am extremely honored to be in this situation. <laughs> My one takeaway from the World Series was Steven Strasburg was baller. I mean, he was named World Series MVP, and he looked like the dude that everybody thought he'd be when he was drafted in 2009 and made his much-anticipated debut in 2010. That's all I got to say. He looked awesome. He just opted out of his contract, so... He's getting a big old paycheck this uh, offseason. That is for sure. He's going to bring him that money. He's going to get that money. All right. Uh, we're going to move along to the NCAA. Uh, there was a uh, board of governors that voted this week to allow athletes to benefit from the use of their name, image, and likeness in a manner that is consistent with the collegiate model. So from my understanding, this really isn't anything. Um, I guess they like formed a group, but this group is already formed in like March or something. Basically, from what I've read, it's the NCAA made a ruling that like Division One, Two, and Three teams should maybe consider the idea of doing this. Yeah. It's basically just forcing teams to think about it. Yeah, I, I'm not, as always, I'm not impressed with the NCAA. Pretty much everything they do does not impress me. Um, so from my understanding, that there's nothing really happened. Um, I, I, I see here just in the article that I, I have up, Jay Billis called it frankly embarrassing because, I mean, they're not like actually doing anything. Like, nothing happened. There was no actual ruling. It was just kind of them putting a group together and they're right. like, you know what? Maybe you guys should think about this one. So, Trevor, what do you think about just this specific part of the NCA saying, you know, maybe we'll pay you guys a little bit of money? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when I first read the headline, I was kind of excited. I was like, yeah, they're finally turning their... Uh, stance on this around and then I really read more into it and like you guys said it's it's kind of a bunch of nothing it's kind of like they're being forced to do this and they're saying yeah we're gonna we're gonna start looking forward to this but it's like eh, they probably really don't want to do this right. so you know we'll see what happens at least it's a first step I guess at the very least yeah you know whatever it's just the NCA is disappointing every single time they do anything I think like the big thing was that like a bunch of people were like psyched over the fact that oh we're finally gonna get NCAA an NCAA right. video game and, and then like, another thing is that <laughs> yeah. this wouldn't even be in from whatever they did it wouldn't even take action until 2023 so the game wouldn't even be able to come out till 2024 so like it's not it's not even like it's an immediate it's four and a half five years away like it's it's it made no sense all a thing nca sucks i mean that's just what we get from this but moving along uh the nba suspended joel Embiid and carl anthony towns for the little skirmish they had uh trevor can you go a little bit more into what you saw from this whole fight and then the movement over to twitter yeah so they were kind of just like um there was a play that happened and they were kind of like 
just like kind of tangled, I think like their arms. And then they end up ended up in this skirmish where they were just holding each other. Like no punches were thrown. It really wasn't a fight. You know, no one got hurt from it. They were kind of just holding each other and there was a big like crowd of people. So I, I think what was really interesting to me was the social media kind of antics that happened afterwards where, you know, Joel Embiid, you know, he's trying to make fun of Carlton Towns and Carlton Towns is going back at him on Instagram and like posting pictures of him when he cried after losing in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I like it because it's really just it's entertainment for us. And, you know, um, there's a lot of players in the NBA like Joel Embiid. He's one of like the biggest um, players who he's just an entertaining guy. And I, I like when this sort of stuff happens and hopefully we get more of it because I enjoy it. Yeah, I think the whole thing's ridiculous, but at the same time, you know, it's it's drama is enjoyable. Yeah. Um, you know, Joel Embiid taunting Carlton Towns on on Twitter, Instagram, saying "I own you," and he has real estate in his head. Uh, so a lot of this stuff is, I, I guess, it's kind of funny. But at the end of the day, let's just play some basketball. Like it's a little ridiculous. Um, to you know, get, keep on doing this. Joel Embiid is just kind of a a young kid. I feel like there's gonna be one day where it just really yeah. hits him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm done doing that. I'm gonna play basketball." Yeah, he he is a little childish, but he's still very funny. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. Uh, but moving along to the Golden State Warriors, uh, very interesting developments with them, where they have a lot of hurt players. Um, <clears throat> in their lineup yesterday versus the Hornets, so this is Saturday, November first. Uh, they're Here's their starting five. Now, let's remember last year's starting five. At the beginning of the season, or maybe it was one year ago to date, um, <clears throat> the starting lineup was Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and Boogie Cousins. And yesterday, their starting lineup was Kai Bauman, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson III, Eric Pascal, I think I said that right, and mm-hmm. Willie Cauley-Stein. Um, so that's a difference, don't you think? I mean, what a, a, what a difference, difference a year makes. Also... Just quick shout out to Michigan, uh, two Michigan players on this lineup, and Jordan Poole and Glenn Robinson to the third. So shout out to the boys in blue. But this is crazy. Like how? I mean, one year and everyone's gone. I understand they have a lot of injuries, and the Warriors are still good. It's just they're they're really really injured. But I mean, this lineup got killed by the Hornets. Like they, <laughs> the game wasn't even a good game. Like, well, what are your thoughts on this, Trevor? Yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy how fast like this has kind of turned. It went from a hundred back down to zero. Like they were the best team in basketball, and now they really look like one of the worst teams in basketball. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant left. Clay is going to be out for the year. Um, it seems like that's pretty clear. And now Steph, it says he's going to be out for three months. It could even be longer. Who knows? Right. Maybe they'll keep Steph out for the rest of the season and go in like full tank mode maybe. I mean, last night they were playing the Hornets, who are one of the worst teams in the NBA, and it truly looked like – I didn't watch like a ton of the game, but from like just a few – like I watched like the last five minutes – and from my, the sense I got was that these are like two of the worst teams in the NBA. That's what it seemed like to me just from watching a few minutes of the game. And that's really crazy that they went from the top down to the bottom. It, it, it really is just insane. that I mean, what a one-year difference makes in plus injuries and people leaving. Um, but it'll be interesting to watch the Warriors moving forward and how they deal with these injuries. But moving along to it, kind of an interesting topic we were thinking about. There's a lot of players, <clears throat> previous players, who recently retired or retired in the past, you know, 15, 20 years, um, who are becoming coaches and young coaches. I mean, you look at baseball, we have uh, Carlos Beltran um, becoming the uh, coach of the uh, Mets. I think that's kind of rumored. And then we also have David Ross, who just became the uh, the manager of the Cubs. Uh, we look at basketball, college basketball, we have Juwan Howard becoming the coach of Michigan. Um, and the, like Juwan Howard, it's not that he's not, you know, qualified, but he was an assistant coach for 10 years at a team. 
the Miami Heat. So it's not like, you know, he's had a ton of head coaching experience. I mean, that's a big job. You look at Penny Hardaway. He's been a head coach of a high school team. So, you know, what, is this kind of like a trend? Are we, are we just moving to younger coaches in sports? Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, we've seen, and this is maybe a little bit different, but I know with the NFL, like they, they're looking for these young coaches who run like mm-hmm. the like high-powered offenses mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, basketball, it's a little bit different, but yeah, I think we are starting to see a little bit of this trend. Um, you know, Jawan Howard, I think, is maybe a little bit different because he has had a ton of experience, but um, you know, in the NBA, but some of these guys haven't had as much. Like we saw Chris Mullen, who I don't know if he was necessarily young, but he had like no coaching experience. He just jumped in right. St. John's and, uh, he wasn't quite as successful, but you know, in as far as whether they'll be successful or not, I think it does kind of depend on how much experience they have. And, um, Penny Hardaway, someone who he's had a little bit, so it's a little bit tougher to say. But I think Jawan Howard is someone who will because of his experience, you know, learning under Eric Spolstra and being with the Miami Heat organization for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in a live studio audience member. Let me just, there's like 50 of them here, so I got to pick one. Uh, you over there, sir, uh, what do you think about these young coaches? What's your name? Can you state your name? Uh, my name is Benjamin O'Brien. Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. Um, Honestly, it's just I think a lot of times these teams are bringing these young coaches. They have nothing to lose. Like I and obviously I'm biased here, but I look at the Bengals. They have nothing to lose bringing bringing in Zach Taylor. They're a bad football team. Why not try to strike gold with something like this? Um, another name I thought of right off the bat was when the Celtics hired Brad Stevens. Why not? You, there's a good chance it, they're going to turn out to be a great coach. Why not go for that or try to go for this coach that may turn out to be a home run hire someday? Another baseball one is Aaron Boone. He played for the Yankees. Fans like him. Why not? I mean, there's a lot of things that could turn out pretty well for you. Not a whole lot to lose from that. Why not try it? So would you say, like, doing that in college, I feel like, is a little bit different? Because in, like, the NFL, MLB, NBA, when you lose and you're bad, there there is kind of a reward behind it in the sense you get a good draft pick. Obviously, as a whole, you lose money for the franchise and maybe in that. Maybe not lose money, but, like, you don't get as much money from ticket sales or whatever, but you do essentially get something. You know, there's people who tank for a reason because of how important these picks are. So something like college sports, like a college um, basketball, where it's one how it, there's a lot to lose, I think, in that sense. But I think you are right. You know, hiring someone like Zach Taylor to the Bengals, like, what, what the hell are they going to lose? I mean, nothing. And one thing I will say, when I think of college basketball especially, a lot of these coaches, and I think a lot of them, like the administrators or mindset is these young coaches they can relate to these kids and especially if you get somebody that went to that school like Jawan Howard you're right these recruits they look up to that Penny Hardaway at Memphis they go wow this dude went to this school he was successful and he's not that much older than me I can relate to this coach and I think that's big with recruits that'd be big with me if I was a recruit I would love a coach that I could relate to that I could see myself resembling it's a, it's a very good point. Um, we're we're going to move along uh, from there. If you guys have any comments about that, we'd, lo- we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Please tweet at us at SmallBallerPod um, more. So maybe, you know, maybe we'll even revisit this because I think it's a very interesting topic. Um, but moving along to small talk trivia, this is the segment where Trevor and I ask each other a question, um, and we have a scoreboard right now. It is 14 to 11. I am losing. Very surprising. I, I won for almost the whole game, but I've been losing the past couple weeks. Well, honestly, it's been like a month it's, I've been losing. It's been a decent um, amount of time. Would you like to go first, Trevor, or would you like me to ask my question first? Um, I can go first, I guess, if that's all right with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is going to be related to college basketball national champions. Okay. So when is the last time a Big Ten team, and this is like a team that was in the Big Ten at the time, so not currently necessarily, but who's the last Big Ten team to win the national championship? And I'll give you a little bit of 
um, I'll give you a little bit of help. Either you can name either the team or the year, and if you get both, I'll give you two points. So if you give me the Big Ten team and the year, I'll give you, yeah, and you'll only be down one if you can do that. Okay, so I, I, the the name that comes to my mind is uh, the garbage team that's green and white. Uh, that's like the the team that comes to my mind immediately. Uh, the I don't know if they. I'm trying to think. I obviously I know when Michigan won their their championships. I'm trying to think if there was another team in the Big Ten that was would have been good enough um, to to win something more recently. I I feel like Michigan State's the only you know really good answer here. So I I think I'll go with Michigan State. The year I do not know. Um, I'm gonna say like 2005 or something like that. All right. So Michigan State's correct. All right. And it was 2000. 2000. Yes. I, I knew, because I know Michigan's championships, and I'm like, I don't think there's any team that, that's won it even semi-recently. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 2005 yeah, is my last guess. About um, 20 years. Yeah, I'll take my point for that. Um, so I'm actually always also going to stay in college sports, but I'm going to go to college football. Um, this was actually a request from an audience member. Uh, uh, live studio audience, who was the member that gave me the idea for college football? Can you state your name? I be- believe it was me, who is, once again, Benjamin O'Brien. Okay. Uh, so you, uh, the same person. We need to do a better job with the live studio audience getting a new person because that is that is three times the same person. Um, but moving along. So here's my question: uh, What college has had the most NFL first round picks? Okay. So there are two here. Um, I either one will be a correct answer. So what college through the history of the draft has had the most first round picks? Okay. Wow. I I remember like. I remember having looked at this, this before, but I think I forget who it is. Um, so obviously, again, like there are different teams to come to, that come to my mind, like USC, like Oklahoma, like Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. Um, I could go on, but uh, most first-round picks for a college football team, man. Uh, I should I should know this because I remember looking at it before. Let's go with. Let's go with Oklahoma. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Be incorrect. Oklahoma has the seventh most, according to my list here, with forty-seven. Okay. Tied at first is Ohio State and USC. Oh. Uh, for third place, we have Notre Dame, then Miami, then Alabama. Okay. Um. So. Wow. Yeah, you you were close. You had the two schools up there. I'd say LSU actually isn't as high as you'd think. They're twelfth. Interesting. Um. But. After that, the score is now 14-12. to 12. Um, I'm down by two, so slowly crawling back. Um, but let's move on to Randomly Ranked, and we have a very interesting segment for Randomly Ranked today. Uh, basically, the segment Randomly Ranked we created, um, and we take a completely random topic and rank it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Today's is top three cereals. Um, so I will go first. <clears throat> I had an honorable mention for my top three cereals. I'm going to go with Reese's Puffs, specifically because my favorite artist, Travis Scott, had a collaboration with them, and that is pretty much the sole reason. Reese's Puffs are kind of an average cereal. I'm, uh, that's my hot take for the day. Uh, number three, I'm gonna have to go with Fruit Loops. I think Fruit Loops is just in general a great cereal. I don't. I, I'm not gonna. It's not the best. It's not the best. You know, there's definitely ones that I think are above it, but I feel like you're going to the supermarket, you're picking out what cereal do you want. Fruit Loops is a good option. Yeah, you, it's you a can't good go option. wrong. <clears throat> number two, I'm gonna kind of go with another OG, just kind of like an original. I'm gonna go Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, another cereal you just can't go wrong with. Max is shaking his head with uh, agreement. I, I just feel Great like it's pick. a good one. Yeah, Great thank you, pick. thank you, Max. Uh, and my number one overall. And I, when we were going over this earlier, Trevor, I thought we would both kind of be around the same 
here. I, I think this is the best here. I, I truly do believe it. I don't think there's a big margin, but I think it is the best. I'm going to go with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I mean, come on. Overrated in my in Overrated? My I think it gets way <laughs> too much hype. Okay, hey. hey people hey, are hey. always so, hyping up Cinnamon Toast Crunch. A lot of people Crunch. do love it. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is great. So, Max, what would be your, your top favorite cereal, your number this, one? Uh, this is a hot take, but my favorite cereal all time is... Uh, Honey bunches of oats. Okay, okay. It's, I don't think that's I that hot, hot of a oh, take. I like I it. it. I could I could literally eat a bowl of like plain tasteless cornflakes and be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little weird, but I, I accept the take. I, I really do. It's not that hot. Uh, so Trevor, what is your top three favorite cereals? All right, so I'm gonna start off with number three, Reese's Puffs. You call it average? It's not average. <laughs> I think it's a very average. Um, I, I'm just not a puff fan. Even Cocoa Puffs, like I don't know. It's just, I understand. But I think Reese's that, those Puffs are overhyped. Are are very good. But That's Travis got did a collaboration, so they deserve that. Ate a lot of them as a kid. Number yep. two, I'm going with Honey Bunches of Oats. Right. Um, I I love Honey Bunches of Oats. You know, right now, um, if I were to go to the store and pick out a cereal. That would definitely be one of the two options I would be choosing between. Number one, I'm going with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. There we go. And I know, you know, it's hyped up a lot, and you might think it's overrated. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do love it, but it's just so solid. It, you know, it's not something that you could get tired of eating, I feel like. Um, it, it's it's solid. Mm-hmm. I, like, I honestly feel like it just gets soggy really quickly. I, I feel like, but that's every cereal. I feel like, yeah. Every cereal. There are some soggy. that don't, though. Like, Cheerios, like it takes a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But yeah, you're. Right. I, mm-hmm. I just think it gets a lot of hype. Cinnamon mm-hmm. toast. I'm. Uh, I'm hearing in my headset. We have a live studio audience member here who would like to insert their Does favorite cereal. Uh, so live studio audience member, can you state your name and your favorite cereal, please? My name is Benjamin O'Brien. Jeez, the what bias. What are we doing? What is going on here? It's the same member every single time. All right, hurry up. What's your What's your favorite cereal? My fa- <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. My favorite cereal is Frosted Cheerios. Amazing. All right, oh. moving along into our main topic here. Um, our uh, main topic, we're going to do a little bit of a college basketball preview. Um, and we are going to start off with the ACC, go through the, kind of the major conferences. So, Trevor, who is your ACC predicted winner? All right, so first off, I gotta say I'm super hyped for the college basketball season. Mm-hmm. This is Trevor's sport. It's my, it's my sport. This I is love his it. stuff. Um, so I'm super excited. In the ACC, it's a really close race. I think there's a pretty clear top four, with Duke, Carolina, Virginia, and Louisville. And so I had a tough time picking. I think the best team is actually Louisville. I think they have a really solid um, lineup. They have some veterans. Jordan Nuora is returning. Um, I know they got a transfer. Fun fresh, fact: fresh I, uh, I went to middle school with Jordan Nuora. Oh Ooh, wow! Uh, live that's nice. Our uh, ex- expert producer here is a famous person. That is what we have gathered from today's <laughs> episode. And also, whoever's picking our guests, our live studio audience guests, is terrible. But continue, Trevor. So yeah, I, I think Louisville is the best team. It's it's close though. You know, Duke, I think they're still gonna have some shooting problems. I do like Trey Jones a lot, but I think the shooting problems, so I'm going Louisville here. Uh, I'm gonna make mine pretty quick. Uh my favorite every year I pick a favorite college basketball player on this that I like a lot. This year is Cole Anthony, so I cannot possibly not pick it. North Carolina. Also, I do think they're going to... I just like North Carolina a lot this year. I think they're good. I th- actually, I think they're underrated this year, which is kind of shocking that you could possibly say that about North Carolina. Um, but moving on to the Big 12. Um, I- I'm going to also make this one pretty quick here. Um, it, it, I'm guessing Kansas might run this a little bit. Uh, that is my personal opinion. Um, so I'm going to pick Kansas. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. I think Kansas is going to run the league this year. You know, Texas Tech, they're losing Jarrett Culver. I think they'll take a little bit of a step back. You know, you have Baylor who's going to improve, but it's Kansas here. Um, So we're going to move over to the Big East. Now, the Big East this year I actually do not think is bad. I think most of the time we get like two or three really good teams and then kind of a ton of average and then like one or two not so great teams. 
this year, I think there's a lot of good teams in the Big East. Um, I, I do have Villanova. I, I just think this is the safe pick. It's the easy pick, um, and I don't think they'll be dethroned. Yeah, uh, the Big East is interesting because I think there's a lot of um, good teams. Like, I don't think there's any clear uh, one great team. I think they're all good. I don't think any of them are great. I think Villanova, um, they lost Pascal and Phil Booth. Um, you know, and I really like the big man, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. But I still just, you know, stuff I've been hearing about Villanova, I'm not too confident in them. I'm actually going to go Xavier here. I like oh, that wow. they have some veterans uh, yeah. returning, so I'm going uh-huh. Xavier. I, I heard a growl from the live studio audience uh, about the Xavier pick, but we'll move forward um, to the Big Ten. Uh, I, I have a little bit of a, uh, I think this is going to be an incredibly hot take at my uh, pick here. Um, th- I guess there's some team in the Big Ten that people think is going to be pretty good. I guess they're like the number one overall team, whatever. I don't believe the hype. So... Uh, my pick is going to be Michigan. I think this is a pretty clear pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I cannot possibly pick Michigan. Uh, sadly, I'm going to have to pick Michigan State. Uh, I, As much as I hate to say this, they're going to be pretty good. Joshua Langford is out till January, though. So, I don't know. We, we might see a couple upsets. I do have a predicted that they will win or they will lose one of their first 10 games. So, they will lose a non-conference game. That is not against a big team, I should say. That is not like okay. in the Champions Classic. All right. Um Go ahead, Trevor. Who do you think is going to win the Big Ten? This is probably going to be. It's it's Michigan State. You know, I think the Langford injury maybe it'll hurt a little bit, but like they have Rocket Watts, who's also a very good guard, who we watched um, back in January, and I think he's going to step into the lineup, and he's so super talented. I think he can uh, help Cassius Winston carry the load, and I mean Cassius Winston's best player in college basketball, as you know, I call him Cash Winston. Okay, I'm Um, I'm almost done with this. (laughs) Hurry up, finish up. I can't I can't hear this anymore. Michigan State's who I'm going with. All right, let's just. We should just edit that whole part out of the podcast. It's so painting that I had to say that. Um, but moving to the Pac-12, um, this is a pretty easy one for me. I think Oregon's going to take this one. Um, I, I actually really like Oregon this year. I, another team I think could really, really excel in the tournament. Yeah, I have Oregon as well. Um, they have Peyton Pritchard returning for like a seventh year. I feel like he's been in Oregon forever. <laughs> um, you know, they have, they're have they super talented, super talented roster. I think Arizona's you know kind of a close second, but I think Oregon's just more talented, and I think mm-hmm. they're the overall better team. Uh, so we're going to go to the SEC now. Now, the SEC, I think, is the most interesting conference, not the ACC. And the ACC has a lot of good teams, but the SEC has two really good teams. And I think the SEC is going to have two number one um, teams in the tournament in Kentucky and Florida. Um, I've been seeing a lot of Kentucky picks. I think Kentucky's great, but I'm going to go with Florida. I'm a huge believer in their new transfer, Blackshear, from Virginia Tech. Um, I think he's going to be one of the best players in college basketball this year. So I'm, I'm just a big believer in Florida. Yeah, I love Florida as well. They're my pick to win the SEC. I love Kerry Blackshear, Scotty Lewis, who's, you said you picked a favorite college yeah, that's player. Yours. That's your favorite. It's Cole Anthony. Mine's Scotty Lewis, so I got to go Florida here. Mm-hmm. I just want to point out, if Scotty Lewis blows up, Trevor has been on Scotty Lewis for probably like seven months. It, it's definitely been before, like it's been a while you've been on Scotty Lewis. So if he yes. blows up, that's that's your guy for sure. And top 10, projected top 10 pick next year. Cole Anthony is one of the top picks. I don't want to, you know, brag, but he's up there. Um, moving along to, I think, the probably the most important conference out of them all. And you ask yourself, uh, Brandon, you've already done, you know, the big six conferences um, in college basketball. But no, we have not. There is a uh, seventh one that I would consider the most important. Would you consider it the most important, Trevor? Of course. Um, and that is the Mid-American Conference. A um, lot, of, lot of decent teams in the Mid-American Conference this year, probably taking a step back as a whole. Uh, Trevor, do you have a, uh, a favorite for the Mid-American Conference, the MAC? Um, 
I don't know if I want to pick a favorite. You know, I'm, I'm associated with the basketball team. I mean, obviously, I would want I want to say Bowling Green. I think we're going to be very good this year. I think we have a lot of talent. Yep. Um, and experience, but there are some things we need to work on. That is true. Um, so I think it's going to be you know a close race. I think Buffalo is going to be good again. They're going to be returning some of their uh, good players. Javon Graves, very good player at the St. Vincent St. Mary. Um, you got Ball State, who I think will take a jump. Toledo will still be decent. Um, so yeah, I think it's mainly between Buffalo and Bowling Green. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting, and I can't wait for it to get started. Um, recently, we had a uh, a distinguished member of the basketball team on this podcast by the name of Dylan Fry. He is preseason All-Mac first team, uh, one of my buddies, I'd like to say. Um, there is no way in hell I'm not picking the Bowling Green State University Falcons. We all heard what Dylan said on the podcast here. We asked him to describe in one word this season. What did he say? Said championship. Championship. And that's what they're going to take home. So, obviously, BGSU will be my pick. Um, moving along to our final little topic that we have, um, and that is the football game tonight, the Ravens versus uh, Patriots. It is in Baltimore. Um, I, I don't know what the line is off the top of my head. I'm guessing it's like... I think it's three and a half. Three and a half? Three yeah. or three and a half. Three. It, it's around there, probably to the Patriots, I'd say. Um, Trevor, what is your predicted score for this game? Okay, so I don't I don't pick my team's games. I don't pick the Patriots' games, but I think this is going to be a very interesting game. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how we deal with the Ravens' running game, particularly how we handle Lamar Jackson. You know, because he's been very good this year, and we haven't played a team as good as the Ravens this year. They're definitely the best team we've played, um, and especially it's a Sunday night game. It's in Baltimore. I think it's going to be tough. I could definitely see us losing. But um, on paper, we are the better team, so we will see what happens. You know, Tom Brady's going to have to play well because I, I think that Lamar Jackson, you know, I think he's going to be up to the task. So it's going to be a very good game. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually also not going to give my score prediction. I, I'm a little superstitious about this. Um, however, I do believe that my team is going to come off up to- on top. Um, I, I like the Ravens at home. I also want the Ravens really, really badly to show kind of the rest of the NFL that they are for real and that they will be able to make a deep run in the playoffs and that Lamar Jackson's the real deal. Um, I, I think the Patriots team has some holes. I think they've looked amazing, and they are they are probably the best team in the NFL, um, and I think they probably will end up winning the championship. However, I think this game will go to the Ravens. Um, to end the episode today, we're going to go with our quick predictions. Uh, my quick prediction for this week is the Bowling Green State University Falcons basketball team, uh, the one that we love. Um, plays Tiffin on Tuesday in their first game. I think they will win by 21 points exactly. Trevor? All right. Um, I'm going to say that in the Champions Classic that Kansas and Michigan State will both win. Nice. I actually think both those teams are not going to win. Interesting. I we'll just don't see. want Michigan State to win, and I don't think Kansas is going to win. Cash Winston. You know, okay. might put up a We're done with that. 30 ball. Thank you all so much for listening to the episode today, episode 34. It's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, Max, thank you so much for being the amazing person you are in producing, being the expert, just the master at life. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for all your help that you do. Um, thank you to our live studio audience, the many, many members in the crowd. Uh, I guess we have one to say a quick word. Uh, come down and state your name and say the word. I'm not going to say my name again, but I'm happy to be here. That's all I got to say. All right. Uh, I can't believe we have the same member every single time coming down out of the many members that are here. Uh, but thank you, Ben, so much for being here, as always. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Pod. Follow me and Trevor both. Um, we are now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Tune in, so no reason not to listen. Uh, leave us a rating, five stars on Apple Podcasts and any other podcast form that you are on. Uh, please tweet at us, comment. We like to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, but with that being said, thank you all so much. And we'll see you next time. Go Falcons.